Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to True Story. Ah, uh, Dave Holmes, good to see you. Mike Doty, good to see you. What's it's happening, always man? a pleasure. You know, just, just hanging out. I'm hanging out. Uh, it's a beautiful day. It's 2017. We're in Los Angeles, California. Indeed. Not a care in the world. Nope. Not well, there's, the some, world. there's some cares. I mean, in fairness, yes, there are cares. There are extreme There are some cares. real, real serious not, cares. Not today. We can push them away today. Today. Push them away today, and we can uh, ride the Wayback Machine to 1992, a to, more innocent time. To be precise, July 23rd, July 23rd 1992. 1992, a mm. fine summer. I was 21 years old. Oh. Wow. That was uh, legal. Oh, what yeah. A what a time. I, I was a drug guy, so it didn't really matter to mm, me. Yeah. Okay. I was, I sort of disdained alcohol. I was mm. like, you know, but mm. drugs, drugs was my thing. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. And Dragnet reruns. Uh, drugs and Dragnet. Yeah. Good for you. That was all about draft beer. Uh, okay. So episode 10 um, of the real world season one, which is what we talk about. In yeah. Story, every right? single, if, just, if you're just joining us, just joining us, uh, begins with a lost dog. Yeah. A lost dog with an unconventional face. <laughs> very very sort of a pink lined uh, yeah. uh, eyes and uh, nose. Strange angles and curves. Yes. Very, very white shot in the real world's customary Dutch uh-huh. angles. Yep. Um, Such an odd looking dog that he is introduced... Uh, to the tune of third base's The Gas Face. <laughs> That's right. A couple years old by that time. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, it is not an attractive dog. It's one of those dogs that's so unusual looking, so ugly, you might say. Yeah. It's actually a little bit beautiful. It would have an Instagram today. Oh, for sure. There's yeah. no question. Absolutely. He's long gone. That's the unfortunate thing that I think every time I see a dog, a <laughs> long ago thing. Me too. Like, yeah, that dog's dead. Yes. Me I too. Wish I didn't think that, but I've always thought that that dog's like grandkids are are dead by now. Um, yeah, possibly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're getting up there. The less healthy grandkids of that dog, uh-huh. sure. Uh huh. Um, another thing I noticed at the uh, at the beginning of this episode, Heather B, always a fashion plate, but uh, but in this episode, she's wearing a t shirt, a cross colors t shirt. I know. Says, cross colors. It's slamming. I know. I love that. This, by the way, is all I want. <laughs> All I want in this world is that shirt. Cross colors. Yeah. It's slamming. It's slamming. Yep. What slam? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's slamming. Don't be a skeezer, man. It's slamming. It's slamming. It's like when I see, I, I, I'm not a big fan of statement t-shirts, just in general. Get your jokes off your t-shirts. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I don't like it. Like there's a, there, a new one now that I see around, sarcastic comment loading. And it's like the, yeah, the spinning no, thing. And it's like, not into that. I didn't say anything to you. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you are. Don't, not interested. Or if somebody, like, what part of no don't you understand? I didn't ask you a question. <laughs> I didn't ask you a question. Why are we fighting? So I don't know what it is what it is that is slamming, but at least it's a positive message. But if you walked up to this person, you would say, excuse me, is it slamming? Uh-huh. And they would say, oh, yes. They would just make that sound and yeah. just point at their chest. Yes. That kind of deal. Uh, so the dog, who they call Yoda... 
Yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, has a tick that needs to be removed. Far too much time is spent on this. Yes. This was, I mean, considering the entire political context of the first half of the 1990s was in episode nine. Uh-huh. Episode 10 is like, it's like a Beckett play. It's like, yeah. no. Like, Let's spend eight solid minutes on tick removal yes. techniques. Like like close up of a tick. Yep. Them, light, them lighting the match. Mm-hmm. A long story about Norman having a tick once. Yes. None of the things that I want from this episode of the real world. The best thing about this episode, unless there's something between the dog. Oh, I gotta say, the woman who comes to get the dog is uh-huh. the 1992 est Soho resident yeah. I've ever seen. And Describe her. Oh, uh, uh, the sunglasses. The ha- there's this thing that they do with the hair would be tied in the back, but it would be tied around the shoulder blade level. So it'd be mm. like this big old yes. kind of lumpy funnel of yeah, hair. Yeah. There was like a way of wearing a white scarf. And in general, like this, Soho in 1992, they were, you know, wealthy sort of post yuppies. They weren't zillionaires. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There were people with regular jobs. There were people with regular jobs. Went to Dean and DeLuca. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, Took cabs had, more than three times a week. Uh-huh. Had their good shoes in their purse. Yeah. And the Reeboks on their feet oh, as they yes, walked with to the, the white socks. Oh my god. Yeah, what a time. That was What a Gina heavy. Davis in Sarah <laughs> time. Uh, you know that? No. That was like the yuppie sitcom in the uh, in the the mid to late oh, 90s. It was wow. uh it was uh, it was Gina Davis as the uh, the titular character Sarah. She was like a law person somewhere in San Francisco. Yes. And and her wacky office people included Alfrey Woodard. Oh good. And Bill Maher. Oh. Yeah. It was uh, weird. To kill it was a weird me. show. Yeah. Oh, sweet. I liked her. Didn't anyway. like the show. Anyway, this uh, this episode centers mostly around the visitation of Julie's mom. Julie's mom and brother. Let's not forget Bill. Yes. I wrote, I wrote down Bill. Some, some Bill dialogue. I would like to hear some Bill Which dialogue, was, uh, oh, oh, gosh, where is it? Oh, my Bill dialogue was, uh, <laughs> uh, Julie goes, oh, oh he, uh, in the hotel room, mm-hmm. she goes, did you miss me? And he goes, Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, oh, that's, so, it's so that's good. Nice. That's nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, among the things Julie says is, "I knew somebody would tell me I'm fat." Um, Why did I not catch that? I didn't catch that. Yes, she said, "I knew somebody would tell me I'm fat." Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yeah, they go to to Grandpa from the Munsters restaurant. That, I mean, that's just that was a thing on Bleecker Street. If that doesn't date this perfectly, I don't know what will. You took your parents there. That was a thing. I never did, but I but I do remember being there. Oh yeah, and it was it, eventually everybody ended up there uh-huh. thinking they would see Grandpa. Nobody you saw never see Grandpa. grandpa. You no. never see Grandpa. No. But even before the visitation of the mother, there is stress. There's stress. There's tons of stress. There's a lot of stress. Always. Uh, you know, Julie's a little bit homesick. It's Easter time. She hasn't been home yeah. uh, around Easter. Uh, she hasn't not been home for Easter ever in her life. She's only 19. Yeah. Um, and also, she has a little bit of a strained relationship with her parents, as one does when one is 19 years old. Right. Right. So uh, so she... Uh, but particular in that she is a dancer from yes. not a particularly creative family. No. Youngest of seven, as we learn in episode yes, one. Right? Yes. So there's a lot of people probably walking the same path and then she comes along and does things a little bit differently and it's difficult it's difficult to get that across to your parents because you have to be you have to be there's a lot that i relate to in this episode (laughs) which maybe we should save for later and just and just recap what what happens okay um okay somehow um uh, uh, Mr. Julie, Julie's dad. Mr. I, Mr. That Julie. Was really, the first way that I was, was able to verbalize that was Mr. Julie. Uh, 
Julie's calling him to get updates. Somehow, and I, and I, this is a thing my parents do. Like they they still are, my, no, it's just my mom. But will call for flight information. Like she'll call the airline. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm sure there's an automated line. She doesn't know how to do that. So she'll call and speak to somebody who will give her an answer. Like there's no website. There's no texting. Yep. There's, you know, you'd call and you talk to a person. Yep. So, so the father knows that there's an accident at LaGuardia and oh. they're circling, yes. which is a weird thing for a person on the ground to know. Yes. Right. So Julie starts off stressed out because she knows the mother, the mother who is a little bit of a collector of uh, of woes. And oh my God! Yeah, she she mentions her ankles. They're going around touristing. She's like this poison oak of mine. I won't leave. Yeah. It's yeah. so great. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we should recap this poison everything. Poison oak of mine. I won't live till. <laughs> Were you going to say that she has so, lethal something? Terminal poison <laughs> this is apparently what she thought. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I heard. But I tr- I, heard. I transcribed a bit of dialogue. Oh, wait. Oh, just, we should get. To the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because we're, we're still kind of in Act One. Uh, she won't face them alone. She takes Heather along with her uh, to meet them at the hotel for the yeah. first time. And like, you know, the, the mother is exhausted. She's already crabby. She doesn't want to see anybody. Uh, Heather comes for once is almost completely silent. Right? <laughs> and, uh, and was supposed to just sort of greet them and then go back to the loft. Instead, she's like, no, I'm going to go out to dinner with you. Your mother's good. I don't even know her. And she made me feel guilty. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, in saying that she... She stays out of admiration for that. Yeah, she does. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I understand. Um, also, in saying that she wanted to bring somebody from the loft with her to greet her mother, she uses a, an expression that I think I hear a couple other times, but it doesn't really catch on, which is the lofties. I wanted to bring one of the lofties. Interesting. I think there was a moment where they were like, is this going to... Catch on? Are we lofties? Is this the thing? Is this no, what we call each other? No. Didn't quite didn't quite catch no. fire. Well, I mean, tried. remember, I, th- I think they were all under the assumption that this was some weird thing that was going nowhere. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, uh, they, they go on their big whirlwind tour of New York City with the plan being to wear them out. Julie wants to wear her mother and brother out. Indeed. So that they can't complain. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, never going to happen. Uh, oh, it makes it so much worse. Yeah. What the hell? were they thinking yeah 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 that's a thing yeah just and yeah. then you want to take them to a restaurant when they're cranky no 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 you want to take them to the world trades at the world trade yeah, center indeed. a very mm-hmm. high building yes intimidating uh it's a tough one uh the uh, the dog's owner comes back um norman says oh i feel your your heartbeat going faster because your mommy's here i see no tail wagging so you're you're using a conspiracy i think the dog is like, oh, shit. I tried to get away. <laughs> I don't think he's happy in that home. Oh, I don't think he's happy oh, in that Oh, no. Home. So, yeah. So, she comes back. And he, A, he knows he's in trouble. B, he knows he's back to captivity. Right. So, heart rate is going to go faster. But I saw, no, I saw so, no signs of life. I saw no signs of joy. Yeah, the dog wasn't looking at his person. He was right. looking away yeah. in, in, you know, over Norman's shoulder. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Wow. So that's kind of it. What a bummer. What a bummer. Yeah. What a bummer. Uh, and then there's, a, 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 I guess we end with kind of an epic showdown between Julie and Mrs. Julie. <laughs> In the hotel room. Yes. Where uh, she has had all she can stand and she can't stand no more yeah. of this being mom. The camera's in the room. It doesn't matter. She's going to have it out with her daughter once and for all. And all they right. do. And. <laughs> and I've transcribed. And. Someone has transcribed it. <laughs> do, do you have your script? I do. Okay. I'm going to read it off of my phone. 
Right. May I be mom and you'll be Julie? Um, I'm taking the juicy to, I mean, role. How? Uh, and yeah, it's a great role. How are we? Um, are, how are we going to handle the accents? Oh, I'm not going to do the accent. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to do the world weary tone. But she, okay. you know, she has an Alabama accent. It's very thick. Okay. I'm going to do a couple words in her accent later on if I can. Oh, fair enough. Because because it's good. Okay. Cool. Okay. Right. Julie, you always like to give the impression that we fight with you constantly. And I've always felt we got along really well. Thought we had a close relationship. And you tell all your friends that we don't get along. Is it the thing to do not to get along with your parents? Like when you're a little kid, the thing to do is not like school. I mean, nobody says they like school. No, Mom. It's just every, everybody wants to get along with their parents. They just, it's sometimes really hard. And I, I don't think we have the greatest relationship, but we have far, far. I didn't say we had the greatest in the world, but I thought we had a pretty good one. Yeah, I think we have a pretty good one. But I mean, you well, know. In what way is it so bad? It's not so bad in any way, Mom. I've been worried about your dancing because you have such a little bit to say about it. I don't and that, that's a, I oh. interject, that's how she says it. You have such a little bit to say about it. Such a little bit to say about it. I don't think I'm going to be, you know, trying to dance when I'm 40, trying to get into some chorus line. Brutal. Uh, you don't... You don't seem enthused about your classes. It's just there's no way I can take advantage of any talent or any intelligence I have or any creativity if I just regress and go back to Birmingham. Well, I'd kind of taken it for granted that you would stay here for a while. Well, why is it so bad? I hoped it would just put L.A. away in the background. Well, say that it did. Say that I never, you know, never went back to Los Angeles ever again in my life, even for a weekend. I do say that. And I stay in New York. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's great. I didn't say that'd be what I want, but I can go along with it. None of you have ever done like I wanted. If any of you did, it was just a coincidence. Ooh, cruel, this harsh. Is so early in the reality era, oh. we get one of the best passive-aggressive people, yes. not just parents, passive-aggressive people of all yeah. time. Oh, that is yeah. so brutal to yeah. hear. It's incredible. A, from a parent. She doesn't even want to be on TV. She's just showing up because I presumably MTV paid for the ticket. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She turns up, you know, I, I, I feel like she feels her youngest daughter slipping between her fingers. As indeed she, well, no, she eventually went back to Birmingham. And, well, but yeah. we don't, we, 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 we don't know see that. the future. Yes. She's not the bad baby. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she just, you know, she thought, well, you know, this is my little girl. This is my little baby girl. She's yeah. off to New York to have these new experiences. She'll probably outgrow me. And you know? I'm the world's greatest guilt tripper. And I am and among the world's greatest guilt trippers. It's time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> and shine she does. I just want to, I want to, I just, I want to get, I, I want to see if I can do the accent on a couple of these lines. Uh, is it the thing to do not to get along with your parents? Like, <laughs> like when you're a little kid, the thing to do is not like school. I mean, well, <laughs> nobody says they like school. <laughs> and she always she says it like this. Yeah. Nobody says they like school. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, it's all everything is thrown away in a weary sigh. Oh my God, it's Tennessee Williams to yeah. the max. Yeah. Oh, this is a thing. Just overall, and I've never had a conversation like this with either of my parents, but I relate to this, and like into middle age, relate to this, right? Because you know, I don't live where my the rest of my family lives and I I haven't since I left at 18. Right. So, you know, so I went up to New York and then I went off to LA and it's and my life changed, but it was going to. And and it's I have a very good relationship with uh you know, did with my dad now, do with my mom. 
you know, but it was limited to phone conversations. Right. And, and then visits home would always, they all, and I think anybody who's listening who doesn't live where they grew up <laughs> can relate to this. You go home, you have that great first day where you're just so excited to see each other and you go out to dinner and it's just all laughs and stories and whatever. And then, and then you're in their home and things aren't where you want them and you're a little out of sorts and they're a little out of sorts because you're in their space and you start to kind of resent and snip at each other a little right. bit. And then it's like, then I, I gotta go away when you go to the gym or you go meet friends or both and then you like you find yourself spending a couple of days not with them and then you're like i'm supposed to be home visiting them and then the pendulum swings the other way and you spend like the last day feeling super monstrously guilty and just wanting to soak up every minute of it and then you go home and you feel terrible you every time you have such a different relationship to your parents particularly in my life circa 1992 Uh i i mean my parents had no idea what i wanted to do yeah and i had a perfect idea of what i wanted to i i look back on it and i had like the clearest vision but i could not go home and say you guys i'm gonna be a kind of a minor rock star uh-huh. and I'm going to play clubs and tour and and I'm going to make a nice middle class living doing that and uh-huh. it is a viable living but my parents were like had no idea do you and have siblings I have a younger brother yeah uh, yeah okay. yeah long story with my younger brother okay um but they um they also sort of instilled in me this fact that they were never going to give me money they were going to pay for school, but they were never going to give me money. Mm-hmm. And I was literally starving. Mm-hmm. I literally, in this period, ate McDonald's once a day and dreamed of the day I would eat McDonald's twice a day. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. And I had no idea that I could just call my parents and be like, hey, you guys, I'm starving. Will you send me money? Yeah. And they would have totally sent me money. But I really thought I was cast to the wolves and yeah. wandering on my own. And I think like to a certain extent, um, being like, you know, buy me food because I'm trying to play for 10 people at CBGB uh-huh. once every two months. Not a viable, sure. supportable plan for yeah. my military father, you know. But How often did you speak with them then? Oh, not very often at all. Not very That's often not at very all. Often. Monthly? Okay. I mean, okay. yeah. Um, and they lived pretty close. They lived yeah. in, in the Hudson Valley, and I was in Manhattan. Uh, and so, it, you know, it was just really... Did they visit ever? No. Oh, God, no. No. Well, I, my dad helped me move something once and came to my place, which was on Elizabethan Spring, uh-huh. which is in what is now hilariously Nolita. Uh-huh. Um, but this was like the gankiest apartment in the world. And, and, you know, there were these huge gaps between the floorboards and God knows what was between those gaps. And there was a, a window in the middle of the building. Uh, so I had a, a windowless room, except there was a window to the living room. Oh, boy. Yeah. And it was... For ventilation. Uh, yes. It was so awful. And uh, years later, I remember my dad going, I didn't know what to think. <laughs> like, like, I saw... I came to... And, and, you know, like, I... You know, now having an ounce of adult empathy, I look back and and think of them going, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, I actually I actually did what I wanted to do with my life. I actually had realistic goals. Um, it's very funny to think of. Yeah. Um, because at the time, it seemed like a like a moonshot. Sure. 
Yeah. So what what's your relationship with them now? It's really good now. We we were estranged for a little while, really? but now it's it's really good. And I um, you know, I uh, here's here's the thing about my parents is they were panicked about money mm-hmm. my entire life. Panicked, like anything went wrong, and uh, there would just be like a total freak out. My dad, his dad lost their house in a card game wow. in Tullus, Louisiana, in the 50s. Yeah. So literally, his dad came home and said, Everybody up, I lost the house. So, Holy shit. so the refrain through my dad's through, through uh, my childhood was we're going to lose the house. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose the house. Like what's going to happen is you have a taillight broken and this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then we're going to lose the house. Yeah. So we were constantly teetering on the edge of financial ruin. How old was your dad when that happened? Uh, oh, he was probably seven. Holy cow. Yeah. Scarring. Yeah. Oh, horrible. Horrible. And this is like, this is like the funny family story about, you know, our crazy grandfather until eventually I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Holy. Yeah. So um, I came to find out when I was an adult and I reunited with them that they had just been saving money like the Dickens and they have a huge house in Natchitoches, Louisiana and a beach home on the Alabama Gulf Coast uh-huh. and they're like and they're just in a great mood all the time because everything is is fine they That's like great. yes it's re- it's really great happy ending yes and I, I remember walking in the dorm and being like you gotta be fucking kidding me yeah. like, like my whole life getting angry at me for needing a root canal uh-huh. and and this is what this is what you were doing is saving this money so yeah so it's very chilled out now because they are they just like a weight has lifted from them Uh and they are are, you know not worried all the time yeah Yeah. and they got a son who plays clubs (laughs) sells records and has a podcast oh oh, yes yeah they do they know what a podcast is I don't know if they know. I, I do know that it's one of those things that if I explain to them, hey, you guys, I'm talking about a reality TV show that was on 25 years ago. They're not going to understand that. Yeah, it's going to. Yeah, well, they're not going to get it right now. I'm working with uh, Wayne Kramer from the MC5. We yes. had we started a band. The band's called By Rocket. Incidentally, uh-huh. we have a band name now. B-I- B-Y. 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 Rock. As in oh, by tra- Rocket. Traveling by Rocket. Okay. That and, was like. Bi- bisexual rock. rocking huh? it okay pronoun at the end no sure. um but uh he was born in the late 40s so he's like my parents age uh-huh. um a little bit younger than my parents um and he does not understand me saying like i'm gonna go to my friend dave's house and we're gonna talk about a 25 year old reality show uh-huh. he does not understand why this would be interesting that does not surprise me <laughs> no of course Very not man but i just yeah after a of certain course age, not like it shouldn't make sense to us we're on the upper end of the people for whom it should make sense no no well i mean look one day people are going to be in williamsburg wearing ironic ed hardy yep and that is going to baffle me Mm -hmm. um yeah but i know it's coming yeah i know it's coming i'm ready for it you're 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 crouched in a defensive position (laughs) yes i am and i love it uh well right so there that that was that was the parent episode yeah. Oh, the parent episode. Oh, uh, I wanted and to the, say that the lost dog. Walk, uh, Norman is hanging out with them at Grandpa's Italian restaurant. That's correct. And they walk out, and he goes, "Let's go to the condom store." Yep. He is there because Julie thought it would be funny because she knows how her mother feels about gays. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> which for a moment I was like, you know what, Julie? All right, you know, what? sit down, Julie. Like, sit, let me explain something to you, Julie. We're not, we're not set dressing. And by the way, by the way, we're we're saying this the day after the debut of the uh, the Taylor Swift video, where she like there's a scene in the middle where she shows up and all the gays in the midriff t-shirts are like she's here and oh. then they go to like do her backup dancing. But there's a moment of panic for like the seven dwarves gay men who are her backup dancers and i know that it's supposed to be a joke but even right. just like come on i'm not a hater but it may not surprise you to know that he did not run to watch the new taylor swift yeah. video we were here to watch the vmas and yeah it came, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for reasons i, I didn't understand. watch the fucking vmas i cannot believe it yeah. i cannot believe it I, I i woke up this morning i was like did i really not care about the vmas yeah crisis yeah. yep I watched and uh, did not care at the same time. Yeah. Uh, didn't recognize most of the people, and I realized that things are not going to get less that way as I go. <laughs> Dude, I watched the year that, that acquired did Kid Rock's Ball with the Ball, mm -hmm. and I, I did not understand it, but I watched. It yeah. was the VMAs. Yeah. I had to watch. Something has gone from me. Something's gone awry. Someday. S some part of my heart is dead. Someday will be people in upper middle age being passive aggressive to our children. <laughs> oh my God. Which might be our dogs, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. They'll deal. Uh, all right. Hope you enjoyed episode 10. We sure did. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. And we'll see you next week. See you next week for episode 11. Uh,